Welcome. This is the She's Capable podcast with Christelle, Shelby, and Ashley. We want to champion you, have real discussions on real issues, and have fun. We want you to thrive spiritually, emotionally, and in your practical life. Hi, welcome to She's Capable podcast. Today it is just Shelby and I. And um, we are going to be talking about something that uh, we know everybody relates to, and that Mm -hmm. is the subject of fear. And we have a course coming out, and some of you may have already heard about this course. Um, It's called the Capable Mama Toolkit. And in our course, we have eight modules that we all split up, and we actually did a couple of them together. And so each of us uh, focused on different subjects within the course. And so one of the subjects was actually, one of the whole modules was actually on fear. Yeah. And so Shelby is the one who taught that module. So I'm going to be interviewing her a little bit today. She's going to um, just share with us some of the things that were in the module so you can get a taste for a little bit of what um, is in the Capable Mama course. Mm-hmm. And you'll, by the way, you'll want to buy it. If it's not for you, it's a great gift for someone else, and you'll be hearing more about that shortly. Um, But yeah, we're going to be touching on fear today and some core fears that we all relate to and Mm -hmm. some different ways to combat fear. And so, uh, Shelby, I would just love if you would just talk a little bit about maybe doing a little bit of an overview of what your module looked like. Yeah. So in my module, I break down kind of in different sections and different lessons what fear is like, some different fears that we all deal with, but then also um, where they come from because you have to look at the root of them and then also how to fight them off and things that you can do to overcome fear in your life. And um, I really break down um, the core fears. And so if you've ever heard of the Enneagram, it's a personality test. and We love the Enneagram. Yes, we do. And if you've listened to some of our podcasts, I know that we've talked about it a little bit. Um, But each personality type in the Enneagram comes with different um, core strengths and core fears. Mm -hmm. And so um, at another point in our course, Christelle, you broke down strengths, right? Like of personalities. Yeah, very very briefly. Yeah. yeah. And then I broke down in this fear module, the core fears, because a lot of that, it, it helps us get to the root of like, okay, what am I actually dealing with? Because a lot of times we can get in our head and we're just responding to fears and we're not actually thinking about these are the fears and the reason I'm thinking this way and the reason I'm doing these things and reacting. And so, yeah, I, I even want to just break down some of those fears. Yeah. Um, and if you love Enneagram, like you're going to love this. But if you don't, that's totally fine too because you don't have to understand the Enneagram to understand this. Um, but yeah, there's nine different personality types and each uh, personality type comes with a fear. And so one of those for type number one would be the fear of not being good enough. And so a lot of times uh, ones live their life from that place of like never feeling like they measure up no matter what they do. They're dealing with those fears of I'm, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to succeed. I'm not really good at my core. I'm actually bad to the core and not wanting to be that. So that's a lot of times what a type one deals with. A type two deals with the fear of being unloved. And so what that can look like is you can do a lot of things out of a place of wanting to be loved. So you serve and you work really hard and you wanna please people. Um, and not all of that, it comes from the negative, yeah. but some of it can come from a fear of not feeling like yeah, you're gonna and, measure up. And the, and the flip side, just to help you understand it, is on the one, you're 
the title for the one is actually called the reformer or the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So if they have the fear of not being good, yeah. On the flip side, the positive side is you know they're really performing well and they're doing things with excellence yeah. and really well planned out and holding themselves to a high standard, very high standard. Yeah. And so the same with the two, they're really wanting. It's the term for the two. It, the positive is called the helper. So yes. at your best, you're helping people, you're, you're doing serving a lot of people, stuff. giving yeah. of yourself in a really right. like unselfish way. Yeah. And with the enneagram, for those who don't understand. Um, um, it's actually based it's you're evaluated not on behaviors but on motives mm-hmm. so if the motive for the two is you know to be loved yeah. really and the fear is to not be loved yep is exactly. what you're saying so yeah that's really cool yeah yep and so then the third uh personality is the fear fear they commonly deal with is the fear of being insignificant or useless and so a lot of times uh they're going to strive for something they're going to really work really hard to achieve things yep, and, and so, they're called the achiever yep then the, the number three so they're high achievers mm-hmm. yeah. so on the positive side they they really um like perform well as well they yeah. work really hard and they can have a lot of success which is a good thing too. yeah and ashley's a three who's yeah. with us today so she's talked a lot about that if you go back mm-hmm. to her enneagram and friendship one yep yep she's a three and she's actually a really healthy three um i would say like yeah, would she say so she really reaches for things and wants to succeed um but she doesn't overdo it so she's yeah. very healthy in that way um, and then the four, their core fear is that they're not going to be unique. And so a lot of times you can tell who is a four because they're looking to be genuine or unique or not like someone else. And so sometimes, yeah, authentic. you hear a lot of authentic. Words like that. Yes. Yeah. That's the main one. I want to be authentic. I and they're be called the, the individualists. Yep. And they want to be, they want to stand out and just be different. Yep. And special. Yeah, exactly. And so the fear that can come with that is just like, nobody's going to recognize my uniqueness. Yeah. Um, and then the core fear of the five is the fear of being worn out. Um, and so just like feeling like you might be taken advantage of to the point of like, I can't give anymore. I'm maxed out in my capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, but a five, you would know that side better. Yeah. Five. So a five is called the investigator. They're really deep thinkers. They're in the thinking triad. Mm -hmm. So they're deep thinkers. They, um, really know a lot of stuff. So yeah. we have quite a few fives in our life. And they're so helpful. They're so helpful. They know a lot of stuff. They get a lot done. And they're mm-hmm. not driven by feelings. Uh, you know, usually they're just yes. like real think thinking Strategic. Driven. Yeah, it can be really strategic. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the six, they're... The six has the fear of fear itself. And so like um, they can be like a planner and kind of sometimes can go to worst case scenario. Um, they also have the fear of being alone. Like they really fear being abandoned. And so um, they really do. They think like, oh, this could be, this could turn out to be this, this, and this, and this is could be really bad. So then they prepare for that. And so the positive side is that they are very prepared and they, you would know more about that one too. Yeah, so the, the sixes, um, they're actually called the loyalists. So the the real strength of the six is they're highly highly loyal. Sixes they are in your life, like and to death. Yeah, and they they actually have said I've heard it said a couple of places that about forty percent of people are actually sixes and can, oh. and can get mistyped for a lot of other numbers. Huh. But they're very security driven. So mm-hmm. even though one even though one of their negatives is fear being afraid of fear itself, it also one of their positives is that they're afraid. That may sound weird, but it's. They're able to see the holes in things. Yeah. It's kind of like this um, devil's advocate or like being able to just see things that could go wrong. And like fix it before it happens almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not, it's not like fearful as an anxious necessarily. It's Mm -hmm. just like being able to see problems and troubleshoot them from far away. Exactly. But the downside is 
yeah they they can fear. be very motivated by just like trying to self protect from fear yeah. or protect their loved and ones and can be pessimistic yep. and fearful and doubtful because totally. they're always looking for the thing that could go wrong mm-hmm. yeah exactly and then the seven is um the fear is to be afraid of pain Mm -hmm. and like wanting to escape pain and get away from that and so um I'm partially a seven and so yeah that kind of looks like on the other side it's it's very like adventurous and wants to go out and have fun and not as structured um but the root of fear is just like I don't want to experience negative things and so sometimes when we do we just want to escape and retreat and kind of go do something else or fill our life with fun things in order to not face the pain. Yeah, and they're called the enthusiasts, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the, the fear of actually facing pain at all is yeah. extremely intense yeah. for a seven. So they'll do anything to avoid feeling pain, Yeah, which makes them very positive and optimistic people to be True. around. Like sevens are really fun to be around because they're mm-hmm. not focusing on the negative yeah. at all. And if you True. try to talk about something negative, they reframe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they also, I think another fear that of theirs is they don't want to be held back or like things not being able to enjoy things like they Mm -hmm. really want to fully enjoy things so Mm -hmm. yeah and then the eight which I'm also partially an eight um, is the fear of being controlled or being weak and so eights do not want to look bad they don't want to look like they're insecure or weak or have weaknesses Mm -hmm. Um, they don't want to be controlled by people um, because they're they're afraid of of giving up that control yeah, and they don't want to be harmed by people, and mm-hmm. they're really protective over people that they love. Yeah. And fears are, or fears, uh, eights, uh, rather, are called the challengers. So eights are just, they're tough people, mm-hmm. right? And you're an eight. Yeah. So you have a lot to say about that in yes. another podcast if <laughs> yep. you want to hear about that. But they're called challengers, confident, resourceful, strong-willed, great leaders. Yeah. When eights are healthy, they're like just fighting for people. What's right, yeah, yeah, on behalf of other people. Yeah, and, and are really thoughtful, and mm-hmm. but they can also be very confrontational. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> domineering and yeah. sometimes intimidating, right? Which is why they don't want to be controlled. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. Funny. And then a nine, um, which, Christelle, you're a nine, mm-hmm. um, but is the fear of not having peace or unity. So, like, they yep. don't want to be an inner turmoil. Yep. And then the positive side would be, you you can share on that. Well, the yeah, the negative side I relate to a lot because it's being, yeah, you, you don't want to have lack of peace on the inside. So mm-hmm. a little bit I relate to sevens in that part. Like, you you can kind of look always at the positive of things mm-hmm. because you're, you don't want, you'll do anything to keep kind of peace and rest on the inside. Yeah. So even if it's fake peace, yeah. like, you know, you haven't resolved things, but you mm-hmm. but you don't want to face conflict. So really, I would say it's the fear of conflict for Yeah, a that would make sense. But um, yeah, we're also very, it can be very trusting, accepting. Like I trust most people mm-hmm. when I maybe shouldn't, yeah. you know, supportive. Yep. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of the general yeah. Enneagram. And you might relate with some of those um, and you might relate with more than one. You may have dealt with those fears in lots of different ways. So even if you don't know your Enneagram personality, you might like relate with one and say, oh, that's something that I really deal with. And actually right now, just this past week, we released these declaration cards. And if you go to our Instagram, She's Capable, you can actually find a link to them on there. Um, But what we did is we we dealt with these fears and we actually came up with um, biblical truths um, to fight those fears. So it's like the opposite of those fears and speaking it out over your life and Bible verses that go with it. And so we don't want to just focus on the fears, but it helps to locate them and then to be able to fight the correct fear because you can see, oh, that's what I'm dealing with. And so if you want to download those, I encourage you to do that because mm-hmm. it's really helpful for not only knowing your fear, but then doing something about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and some people have heard of the five core fears, which is even more general than what mm-hmm. you just gave. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, 
like I'm a nine on the Enneagram and so I'm afraid of loss of connection so ultimately mm-hmm. I don't like conflict because I like to keep connection with people yeah and so that I used to identify that more in the core fears is maybe fear of rejection or abandonment yeah and um, so it's it can be similar but it, which the whole point of identifying some of these fears is that so that you can combat them with the word of God mm-hmm. right that's why yeah. the declaration cards we made those they're available for you so you can take the word of God declare it over your exactly. life exactly and really it's a it's a great resource like yeah I mean I know Michelle just mentioned it but man download those things because I, I mean I, for years I hung around declaration cards around my house totally and get them in your in your mind because actually that is the next part of even my when I break down fear in the module in our course but even though what I want to talk about today is just fear really starts in your thought life mm-hmm. so we think about fear and we think it controls us and we think I can't do anything about it but if you if you really dig in it actually is started in your thoughts because anything that you meditate on anything that you think about and dwell on and put in your mind is actually going to change your actions and so the more negative or fear-based thoughts we have yeah. we start to act on those and live them out which yeah. is why knowing biblical truth is so important because you can actually get rid of those fears by starting to declare the word, by finding truth and replacing those lies. Mm -hmm. And so even with declaration cards, what I've done with them, like for example, there was a time I was really dealing with anxiety, like constantly like in a place of feeling anxious. And I I hated it. It was when I was pregnant and I was really nervous about being a mom. So I think some of it was triggered by that, but then it started becoming a lifestyle. And so for me, I started to get to a place of really like hurting and brokenness and and the Lord actually showed me when I was praying one day he's like I didn't come so that you would walk in fear like I came for so much more than that and he shared a Bible verse and I actually share that in my own in podcast about me if you want to hear that story more Um, but in that moment I decided like enough like I'm done with fear and I I don't want to walk in anxiety because Christ died so that I can have more than that and so what I did is I started to then find Um, truth about like overcoming fear or peace is actually the one I really went after I started to grab hold of verses that had peace in them and what it said about them and I started to like recite them memorize them and anytime an anxious thought came I would immediately start quoting that verse and so it didn't just like oh in an instant that fear went away no it actually took me digging in and saying like every time that comes into my mind I'm gonna replace it with the truth and so it took a little while, but as I did that, I actually got really free from that anxiety. I haven't dealt with it since in that way, and it really changed my life. So really, it comes down to your thought life is where fear starts. It originates there. Your mind is really powerful. It actually changes your life, your yes. thoughts do, and so that is a major part of fear. And so yeah. if you've never dealt with that, I encourage you, find scripture to oppose those thoughts. Yeah, and in 1 Corinthians it says that we're supposed to take every thought captive. That's right. And make it obedient to Christ. I've always pictured that verse as like military language of taking a thought captive. Like it's actually aggressive. Yeah. You know, when we have one of those fears pop in our mind, we have to actually take hold of that thing, make mm-hmm. it captive, and make it obedient to Christ. And how we do that is actually by declaring the truth. Yeah. Which these declaration cards are just scriptures of declaring truths over that particular fear that you're facing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I love that taking hold of peace. In in Philippians 4, 6, it says to not be anxious about anything. Yeah. But in everything with prayer, petition, thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it says in the peace of God, which mm-hmm. transcends understanding, guards your heart and mind. And that's one of my favorite verses. Yeah, that's such a good one. Because the peace of God, it, it basically saying then the peace of God that, transcends understanding which means you you shouldn't understand it 
you, you shouldn't have it. Yeah. Your circumstances maybe haven't changed. But when, we're, when we make the decision to not be anxious about anything, and mm-hmm. instead we turn those things into prayers, we turn those things into declarations, That's we fill right. our mind with the word. Like, I love what Bill Johnson says. He says, fear is just mis- is faith in the wrong place. Mm. You know, it's misplaced faith, basically. Yeah. So you can either choose to be afraid yeah. and meditate on that fear, or you can choose to have faith. And faith is just going, God, okay, I give this to you. Like, I give this fear to you. I turn mm-hmm. it into a prayer, hand it to the Lord, yeah. and in turn, he gives me peace which also helps me grow faith Mm -hmm. so that's awesome well yeah and even just on that theme of taking thoughts captive there's another verse second corinthians uh 10 4 through 5 and it actually says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So that's actually the first part of even that Mm -hmm. verse you mentioned. Um, But it's really, it's taking thoughts captive. What what you're saying is everything, every fear, so every lie is actually exalting itself against the, the, the Lord. And so in our lives, when we give room for that, when we allow fear to control us and just run rampant in our lives, we're actually allowing the enemy to throw things in God's face and say like, this is exalting itself against God. Like literally like it's almost like spitting in his face going like, this is what's going to control Shelby's life. This, this thought, this fear, you actually, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with my children. I don't trust you with my relationships. I don't trust you with my own life. And so it's actually doing that. And so we have to like use our weapons and we have to, which is the word of God. We have to wield that weapon and pull down those strongholds because really those fears are strongholds. It's like a, a place in your mind that has the enemy has a root. He has a place in your mind. And so you have to pull those down. You have to be aggressive and you can't just passively wait. You have to do something about fear. Would you say when you were just mentioning that you had fears rise up in pregnancy about motherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what were some, like, what, what were you afraid of? Like, how did yeah. you change those thoughts? Well, I was really afraid that I wouldn't be a good mom. I was afraid that my life was going to end because I, like a seven, like I enjoy people. I enjoy life. I enjoy fun things. And I had this idea in my head that like when I had a child, all that fun was going to end and I wouldn't be able, able to pursue the things that I wanted to pursue on my life. And actually a lot of it was really selfish, but it was just fears of not being good enough or not being good at it or just my life kind of caving in and just existing and doing this because I felt like I had to Mm -hmm. and um so some of those fears I had to just trust the Lord with because I didn't know what motherhood would look like that was my first child that is my only daughter right now um but I had to uh, with some of it just say like okay God I actually don't know the answer but I choose to trust you but then because because you mentioned I'm looking at your notes right mm -hmm. now and you mentioned having rational versus irrational fears that's why I asked the question because I think sometimes like for me I had fears like um I've had and I'll probably do another podcast on this subject but I've had two miscarriages that Mm -hmm. were my second trimester and I never dealt with actually a ton of fear in Mm -hmm. in the way that I did once I had these miscarriages I had fear of man a lot in my life before Mm -hmm. But I never had really fear of like my own safety or the safety of my children or like yeah. some of the fears that a lot of people talk about I didn't relate to. And so I had this first miscarriage and I remember being gripped with fear because suddenly something happened that was out of my control. Yeah. And I was then started, my mind just started to go. Like I remember coming home from the hospital and my other children, I had five other children, my mm-hmm. husband just to give me a break, I wasn't physically, I wasn't doing that good emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to be home by myself. It was just a few days later, I think. Yeah. 
and he put, put them on the car and it was a snowy day mm-hmm. and he was driving and I was just at home and all of a sudden fear just gripped me like I pictured mm-hmm. him getting a car accident and all the kids dying and just yeah. like these total irrational yeah fears that have no basis in reality mm-hmm. but because I just had something happen that was out of my control you felt like you lost all control yes yeah, suddenly I was like oh my goodness other things are going to happen that I'm not going to have control over. Yeah. And here's an, here's one right now. So I picked up the phone and I called him. And it was so strange because it's so anti my peaceful nature. Yeah. And I'm like, Antonio, where are you? And he's like, we're at Five Guys <laughs> Eat, getting burgers. Yeah, he's like, and chill I'm like, out. I'm like, you need to come home. You guys could get in a car accident. I remember just saying all these things that I felt like I was my grandmother. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah. And he's like, Christelle, you're just, you're being afraid. Don't let those fears run. These mm. And he didn't use the word irrational, but... That's really what it can be. Yeah, he's like, this is not a real fear. It's not based in reality. And I think that's, too, where we can, even if, like we mentioned a six, how one of the strengths of a six is actually fear, not in this sense. It's being aware of, like, things that could go wrong. We have to be aware of, there's a fear of, like, there's a fear of the Lord, for example, that's Mm -hmm. good. That's just an awe of God. There's a being, you know, proactive and protecting Mm -hmm. ourselves that that can be Like using wisdom. Yeah, Yeah. and I would consider that a rational fear. It would be, like, something that, is potentially could happen and yeah. we need to do something about it but mm-hmm. the ones that you just run wild i mean how many i would how many say of the actual fears that we i was gonna say I, I would say most fears are irrational not all of them are and i think when you deal with trauma or you've dealt with things that are real it actually that is based on a real fear originally mm-hmm. and so a lot of times we can start with real fears that are legitimate and then we actually that gives a doorway to yep. open to the enemy to start to use irrational fears well and i remember having to make a decision because i dealt with fear of man in my life mm-hmm. so i understood fear yeah and i remember what i did with fear of man is the same thing i did with this fear i was i was i was having over my children and the safety yeah. of my family and people i loved i remember just not allowing myself to be afraid hmm. and a second I would feel it I knew I felt afraid but I didn't allow myself the indulgence mm-hmm. of meditating on the fear yeah you know and it was like so I had to learn to meditate on those scriptures and mm-hmm. the opposite mm-hmm. and and not indulge yeah and a lot of people think you don't have control yes over I would say that's one about. of the biggest things yeah. that people say or they feel like they don't have control or sometimes you get so comfortable with the fe- feeling of fear or anxiety. That's a weird um, comfort. Yes, that yeah. you don't want to let it go. Like I even know some people who have dealt with depression and they say the same thing. Like I actually am comfortable. I enjoy the feeling of sadness. And it's the same thing with fear. It can become that in your life where I actually enjoy the feeling of being anxious. Or if I don't feel anxious, I actually don't know how to handle it. Well, they and feel like something's wrong because they're so used to having it. Yes. I've talked to people too who you know, have trauma, like you said, or abuse from childhood. Mm-hmm. Or you know, not having hardly any space in their entire life where they didn't have a reason to actually be afraid. Yeah. But now they're adults and those things aren't happening to them. Yes. But yet they're afraid. Uh, obviously they need to go through if that's you you need to go through some healing and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff but we have to understand when we're feeling fear doesn't necessarily mean it's rational no right like we have to be like like that was totally rational to me like Mm -hmm. that was just crazy yeah and antonio is so good he's an eight yeah enneagram which you're an eight so eights are very good at you know calling your crap Mm -hmm. right and he was like christelle this is dumb you know, when you just started saying different verses over me, actually, yeah. in the moment, he's like, perfect love casts out all fear. He goes, you don't have to be afraid if, you know, God is for you who could be against you. Yeah. He just started saying things to me that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. right, this is silly. Yeah. And even if this did happen, I still don't have to be afraid. Yep. Yeah. And I think, too, yeah, we get so caught up. So we start to think, I can't control it because 
you may, and you as a listener, you may be living in that place of like, fear consumes my life. It, I have it when I wake up, I have it throughout my day, I have it when I go to sleep. I actually can't even imagine not having it. And you do feel, and I've been there where I feel like I can't get out of this, but you really just have to start taking steps. Just a little bit by little bit. Exactly. You have to start wielding your weapon and it doesn't have to be major, crazy, and then the next day you overcome fear. No. If you just start with something really simple, like grab hold of one scripture that really resonates with you, like even Google whatever topic it is and type in Bible verse, and there probably will be a list of verses that come with what you're dealing with, and grab a scripture that resonates and really start reciting it over and over. Get it in your mind, in your heart, and the more you do that, it'll get easier, and then go a little further with it it'll get easier Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you'll look back that's what happened with me by the end of like a couple weeks I looked back and I was like oh I I just realized I'm not dealing with that anxiety anymore and so it's like it almost you surprise yourself because it doesn't happen all the time overnight it can but you also can just take steps and also a lot of it I would say most of the time you're taking steps and it's decisions like I know for me fear with man fear of man I had major fear of man and Mm -hmm. now I public speak and stuff and I remember before just being terrified Mm -hmm. like I, I thought I was going to stand there and forget all my words mm-hmm. or, you know, I was just going to look dumb. And I remember feeling, I prayed, God set me free of fear of man, but he did it in a moment, which is a story, but it didn't, the feeling of it didn't go away. Yeah. And so I had to learn to trust what was true, which was mm-hmm. the word of God and that I was actually free and not yeah. the feelings I was feeling. So all mm-hmm. I did was, is every time I felt afraid, I just did it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay feeling the fear is a sign for me that I need to do opposite of what I'm feeling. Exactly. And the more I did that, I remember about six or eight months later being like, oh, I'm not even afraid of this anymore. Yeah. Well, it starts in your mind, but then you have to at some point go from just your thought life to your actions. Yep. And it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to solve it all in my mind and then I'm going to be like, good to go. Yeah, you're not waiting for the no, fear feeling to, to go leave. away. Yeah. You actually do have to take literal steps more than just in your mind to be able to overcome fear. So my biggest thing is I say a lot of times do it afraid. Like you're saying, like whatever it is that you're fearing, do it afraid. And it'll actually get easier and easier. And that feeling that like in the pit of your stomach Mm -hmm. is going to slowly go away. But you can't just combat it in your mind. That's one major step. But then the other step is action. You have to walk the opposite. And you have to take steps in that direction whatever it might be, locate that fear for you. Maybe look back at those or listen back to what we talked about even at the start. Find a core fear for yourself and then do the opposite. So like, for example, the fear of rejection. A lot of women especially deal with that fear Mm -hmm. of rejection, assuming people won't like you or that I won't be invited. I would encourage you if you deal with the fear of rejection and I would encourage you to ask somebody to come to your house for coffee. Ask them to go hang out with you. Invite somebody that intimidates you to be your friend in some way because you're actually dealing with the thought of even the thought of like, okay, God, you tell me I'm worthy, so I am worthy. So then taking that thought but then putting it into action by actually doing that. Well, and that's faith because James actually says faith without works is dead. And what that basically means, I mean, if faith is, is... you know, what we're doing instead of fear, if we're supposed to be operating in faith, you don't necessarily have to feel faith either. No. Like you can feel fear and act in faith. That's exactly right. And when you act, like when I go, okay, I may still feel afraid, but I choose God to believe that you're for me. Mm -hmm. I choose to cast my cares on you Mm because you care for me. I choose to turn this anxiety that I have into a petition or a prayer yeah. or Lay to be thankful. Yes, yeah. that's a and huge one too. Yeah, gratefulness, gratefulness and thank, oh my gosh. yeah, thankfulness. 
oh man, that fights fear right there because you're thanking God for the things you do yeah. have instead of focusing on the things you don't. Yeah, it's all about where we set our attention, mm-hmm. where we set our mind, where we set our focus. And when we set our focus on one thing, and there, there is also like, I love Dr. Caroline Leaf and she yeah. has some amazing books, but really good um, stuff on, on your thoughts. thought life and yeah. your brain and your mind. And one thing that she says is when you think a certain thought and it becomes a pattern, mm-hmm. you actually create neurological pathways in your mind That's true. that you get to, then you start having habitual thinking that actually take up space in your brain. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like theoretical, it's like, scientific, it's real space in your brain. Every time you think a thought then pretty soon you, you have a habit of doing it where you just you know, revert to that particular type of thinking. And then mm-hmm. fear is a perfect example of this. Yeah. It's just, it's irrational. Yeah. And I even, one other thing that I really practically do when I'm dealing with fear is I take the word declare it. But then the other thing is I will get into the place of worship and prayer and fix my eyes on Jesus. So because good. so often when we're anxious or um, afraid, we're actually thinking so much about ourselves. It is selfish. Yeah. And we don't think that because we feel like it's just happening to us, but it's really selfish. And so I will actually take my eyes off my own problems, off my own situation, my own fears of what could or couldn't happen, and I will get in the place of worship. I'll just turn worship on in my mm-hmm. house, and I will get before the Lord and just praise Him. And I'll, at the end of that, it maybe takes five minutes. It maybe takes 30. Sometimes it takes an hour for me to get to that place. But as I do that, I'll actually start to feel peace because mm-hmm. I'm fixing my eyes on Him, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, it, nothing else really matters. It'll all work out because I'm in the middle of his hand. I'm in the midst of his plan for my life. And so it actually helps me to take my eyes off myself and fix them on the Lord. And it really brings me a lot of peace. Yeah. And another thing to do that's super practical too, is just go do something for someone else. Because I think sometimes when we deal with, I mean, I can say when I'm dealing with any kind of fear or any, and I've dealt with some depression too, if I times I've dealt with those inner thought life things that want to take you out Mm -hmm. it's I've noticed that I am thinking about my me you know my circumstances how I'm feeling what's going on around me yeah and if I just turn my attention to some people sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like oh it's actually refreshing to just do something for someone or love on someone or spend some time with someone else that you know, you invest into their life a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you're just there for them. Yeah. And then and our problems start to shrink, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of being this glaring thing that's right in front of us all the time, I start to go, okay, my life is not so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah. be okay. And even if it's a real painful thing mm-hmm. I'm walking through, it's like, nope, the Lord, the Lord has it. And I choose to trust him. Yeah. And I think too, if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety and fear too, I've noticed at the seasons where I actually dealt with a lot of fear in my life, I had to recognize, actually be wise at the, uh, about the circumstances of when I would start to indulge in it. Yeah. So like what would happen to me is I would be like, man, I'm feeling these things. So I would start thinking about it when I was alone. And then I would start to feel depressed after mm-hmm. that because then I was sad. I was fearful, sad. And then I would start to feel depressed and then I would have low energy and I'd want to just lay in bed and yeah. I just want to kind of think about it and just woe is me. This is so terrible. This is so sad. Mm-hmm. And what I would have to do is recognize, no, instead I'm going to get out of this bed and I am going to go with my husband and run an errand. Yeah. I am going to hang out with this particular friend that's going to ask me how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to ask me. Yeah. Or I'm going to be with someone else instead of choose to sit here and think about it. Because a lot of times when I'm feeling bad, I want to be by myself. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we just need to do something else. Where yeah. We focus off of ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes we'll just say, hey God, like this is going on in my life. This is how I feel. And you know what? Psalm 116 verse 1, it says that, 
that God bends down to listen to our prayers and that and we can actually pour out our whole heart to the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's what David did throughout the whole yeah. Psalms. And I think we don't have to be afraid of actually telling God all the ugly stuff that's going on in our hearts. Like yeah. I used to guard even what I said to the Lord with such polished prayers. Yeah. Like, Oh God, I just thank you for my food and I love you today and yeah. I thank you for my family and my friends and I ask that you help that person's marriage. But and you're internally like, like falling apart. Yeah, and so what I started doing is when I realized that I could actually tell God anything, I'd be like, I'm feeling like this but I don't want to feel like this and yeah. this is how I feel but could you help me? And mm-hmm. I remember just telling him everything that's going on, how it made me feel and then I would just pause and be like, God, what do you think? Yeah. And he would come and just minister to me and then I, I that's what I think casting your cares on him is. That is. And it's laying your fears at his feet. And in turn, mm-hmm. he's going to turn those things around for you because you're trusting him. Yeah. And even tell someone else, right? Like, I think a lot of times we internalize so much. But tell your spouse or tell a friend. Or if you're dealing with a lot of fear and anxiety, actually share with somebody. Yeah. Um, and don't just dump on them all the time. But share with somebody that you really feel is going to hold you accountable and challenge you in your thought yeah. life and really help you with that because and, people do want to help you get and out do of that. it to the person that you might not want to because mm-hmm. I notice I, I have noticed this that you know you don't want there's certain people you don't want to talk to because they're going to call you higher or they're going to challenge you yeah and sometimes as women we tend to want to vent or, or tell or somebody whine. that's going to dig in with us and yeah. like get in the and then, ugly like, mud yeah. yeah and we're just going to stay there and be like oh my gosh this is happening our lives are yeah. so terrible no go to someone and if you really want help and you really want to get free and I think that is the question you have to ask yourself. Do you actually want to be free yeah. of fear? If you do, you know who to talk to. Mm-hmm. There's probably one person in your life that you know, and you might not want to because it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks weak or it's humiliating mm-hmm. or, you know, you might want have this facade that you have it all together. Just be like, hey, I, I'm not doing good. Could you pray with me? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to tell them every nitty gritty thing of it either. You know, maybe you do. It depends on what it is. But just be like, hey, can you pray with me? I'm not doing that good. Or I'm really struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten that you do that with the right person, they're going to be like, oh, heck yeah. I totally yeah. understand. And they'll check in later or see yeah. how you're doing. Yeah, and they'll so. pray with you and you'll feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a support system around you. And, yeah, the lows won't be as low and mm-hmm. you'll have less of them. Yep, it's so real. That's awesome. Well, I really encourage you guys when you start seeing this course come out here in the next little bit, there's going to be a lot of amazing content that is going to be really, really practical for you. That was a taste of a little bit of what it might look like. This is a taste of one thing that we all deal with, which is fear. And we can combat it. We can fight it. We don't have to live in it on the daily. We don't have to be controlled by it. And I know more and more people deal with clinical anxiety and anxiety mm-hmm. attacks and issues in our minds and hey we relate we're telling sitting here telling you we relate to this but there are answers and there mm-hmm. are solutions and it might not be overnight but if you start making you know a turn in the right direction you'll make progress and it might be little bit by little bit and you might not be where you want to be you know tomorrow but you won't be where you were last week yeah and right? you'll look back in several months and be like shocked at where yeah. you've come from yeah well, let's just close by, Shelby, why don't you pray for them? Yeah. For some people, I know a lot of women, we all deal with fears in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Just pray for them. And, you know, we really want to stand with you guys. And if there is actual things that you're really struggling with that you would like prayer for, we would love for you to DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. or message us on Facebook. And we could even maybe touch on some different subjects that mm-hmm. you're struggling with or pray with you. But Shelby's going to pray with you today. Yeah. 
So God, we just come before you and we just thank you that you are a God that does give us strength to overcome fear. Um, and we just speak over any fear and we just command it to be broken off our lives. And God, we just ask for your grace, your uh, supernatural empowerment to overcome fear and and to ha help us to have control of our thoughts. And God, I just even speak over every um, listener that is listening to this podcast. And God, I ask even for that grace to be poured out over their situation, over their life, God, that you would help them. They would feel your presence, the comfort of your Holy Spirit um, to help them to fight against fear and fight for peace in their lives. Uh, so God, we just even speak that out over each listener and we just break off fear in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that you have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to the She's Capable podcast. Please review us, and if you like what you hear, subscribe. We also want to let you know that we have a free ebook out called Becoming the Best Version of You. To download this free ebook, follow the link in the episode notes below. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.